I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Danny Adagon. She is from Billings, Montana. She's a Notre Dame grad, a four-time NCAA All-American, currently running for Empire Elite Track Club, uh, sponsored by Wazelle Volley, and it was an Olympic trials qualifier running in the final this summer. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Excited <laughs> to talk with you. I'm, I'm so happy to to have you here and, and chatting virtually. <laughs> so my first question, I mean, I think I know the answer. Anybody who knows who your parents are may have an idea, but how did you get into running? Uh, yeah, I, well, both my parents were, both my parents ran. So I definitely come from a running family. My dad was a 1500 meter runner and my mom started running later in life. Um, I think she didn't start until college. She was like in a running club, but then ended up getting really into it, started running marathons and a hundred mile weeks. So both of them, both of them were runners. And so growing up, uh, we were always going to little fun runs. I have an older sister and a younger sister. And both of them ran. My older sister, Alexa, definitely kind of paved the way and made it fun for us. So, yeah, I've been I've been around running since before I can remember, basically. (laughs) Right. And your your dad, so Chuck Otagon is and that's a name that people should hopefully recognize, I think, because he's a standout career out of New Mexico and also a Notre Dame grad. And so did he kind of uh, pave the way for that for because uh, I believe both you and your older sister went to Notre Dame, right? Yeah, both me and Alexa went to Notre Dame. And yeah, I think my dad definitely put it on our radar. We were definitely the kids that grew up in little Notre Dame sweatshirts. <laughs> and I would say we were somewhat brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the only college out there. Um, but yeah, my, my older sister went, she's two years ahead of me and she went to Notre Dame and I watched her you know I have a really good time really like her team and I got to go out to a few meets and so I think I you know always admired her and saw how much she loved Notre Dame and when it was my turn to go to college I was like yeah you know I'm gonna I'm just gonna come with you (laughs) yeah (laughs) So I want to go back just a little bit. You know, you like you said, you've always kind of been around running. But when did you start, I guess, competing and really kind of getting into it yourself? Um, yeah, so I mean, we never really trained. I don't think we trained super early. Like my parents, we were always running around in the yard and that kind of thing. But Probably not until middle school did I, you know, go to team practices and go to races consistently. So probably middle school. And in middle school, we did everything. Like we did the high jump, the long jump, the hurdles. So we 
I definitely don't think I started training more seriously for middle distance until I was in high school. But I would say middle school is when I started running more consistently. And when you got to high school, were you doing cross country as well? Or were you doing something else in the fall time? Yeah, I did cross country. And I did track in high school. Um, my sisters were gymnasts, but I never, I don't, I don't think I was like coordinated enough. So <laughs> I ended up being the only one that just did cross country and track um, once I got to high school. What are those? I mean, I'm mostly just familiar, obviously, with the New Mexico stuff. What do, what are courses and races like there in Montana when you were in high school for cross country? Well, they are definitely, the thing about Montana is it has a wide variety of terrain. So depending on where you were, you could have a totally different course. Like Billings had a pretty flat course. We always liked Billings. Billings's course. Um, it was at Riverfront Park, no hills. That was a great course. But then other places like Missoula would have huge hills or try to, I think Missoula was definitely one of the harder courses. But yeah, Montana has just varying altitudes, varying terrain. So it definitely changed the race when you went to another part of the state and I mean some of our races were like seven or eight hours away so wow the weather the weather was definitely a factor I mean I remember so many races were snowy and you just never knew what you were going to get in Montana but I think I think it made it made us tough I'd like to think it made us tough (laughs) That doesn't sound too different, you know, from New Mexico. I mean, you go exactly. to exactly, yeah, you go to the northern part. I mean, I grew up on some races that I look at now. I'm like, I don't know if my kids here in Albuquerque would handle some of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, my dad tells me about courses that used to have sand. Like, you'd be running on sand, and I remember he's told me stories about there being these sharp turns on a sand course, and every kid would fall. I was like, I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> Did you run on that course? I, I mean, I can picture at least five different courses that I've run that are like that were like that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and even now, even most most of the courses, at least in Albuquerque, where where I'm at, are pretty like packed dirt and stuff. But yeah. a lot of them still have like patches of sand where you're running through for anywhere from, you know, 20 to 50 plus meters of just churning your legs and going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? New Mexico, New Mexico probably has it uh, worse than Montana. <laughs> I take that back. I think you guys are tougher. <laughs> Now, I mean, obviously your dad was from here. You still have family here. Have you ever trained down here at all? Well, I definitely train down there when I come for Christmas at my grandma's house, which is just like me eating too many tortillas and like going for a run on the ditches and getting a side ache and getting chased by dogs. (laughs) I've trained a little bit. Um, I've actually, one summer... 
I think it was summer. One summer I did the Lelouch run. Have you done that? I, I never got to. I, it was always a dream of mine, and I, I just never did. But that's... Uh, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> One of my, my, my uncle, he had an extra bib, and so I didn't know I was doing it till like, the day before. <laughs> and I didn't even really know what it was. <laughs> and it was so hard. Like, I think I thought because I was a decent runner, I'd be fine. So I, like, got out hard. And I was just staggering and like sitting on rocks by the end. <laughs> there are a lot of races where if you don't know what you're getting into, you could probably still be okay. La Luz is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, not that one. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't imagine how many people are sitting and resting like you're talking about who knew what they were getting into, much less like, did you even know it was like nine miles? I knew it was, you know, I knew how long it was and how high it went. Like, it ends at 10,000 feet. I just don't think I understood how hard it would be to even... I remember being, like, dizzy. Like, I could barely see by the time I got to the top. And I had just gone so hard at the beginning because I was like, I should, you know, I should be among the the top women. And I shouldn't have gone out as hard (laughs) as I did. But there was a burrito waiting for me at the top, which... That cures all. Cures all, so... (laughs) is that has that been your only trail race to this uh to this point yeah i think so (laughs) i think i've done some random bike to running trail race in montana but i think that's my only could be my only trail run trail race for a while (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty scarring uh now you had a pretty good career in high school there in montana and <laughs> I mean, I, I, from what I, from what I've seen, all, all three of you, all three of you, the you girls had had pretty good careers in high school. You know, was it kind of expected because, like, you had your older sister, like that, you were going to kind of follow in her footsteps and also be, you know, have that kind of success in high school. I think it definitely helped to be a little sister who got to watch her older sister kind of do the whole thing beforehand. Like I got to sit in the stands and see her PR in the mile go down from like 520 to 510. And I think you're always sitting there like, okay, I could do that too. You know, I mean, I've spent my whole life chasing after my older sister. So I think when I got to co- or when I got to high school, I would train with her and kind of do everything at practice with her, except for pole vault. She was a pole vaulter, and I was a long jumper. Wow, but, that's not that's that's not a a usual combination. <laughs> yeah, she was not. She she definitely had uh, her gymnastics skills translated to being a pretty good pole vaulter, but I didn't have that. So. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, I think being able to watch my older sister and kind of follow along, she would just drag me through workouts. I remember always kind of being on her hip in workouts until I fell off. And so I think I definitely had an advantage just having her to run with on trips or to watch her do things first and be like, okay, maybe I could do that too. 
That's that's pretty amazing. And it sounds like you guys had a really good relationship too, because I know, I mean, obviously there's the normal sibling <laughs> bickering, I'm sure, but for her to like help kind of push you along is is pretty awesome. Yeah, Lexi's definitely the she's the best of us. She's just she's, I feel like we we've never been super competitive any of my sisters. And probably because Lexi's just like a great role model in person and always was taking care of us and never never felt like threatened when we got got faster or whatever. She's always been just like a great role model to us. So I think we're super lucky. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds pretty awesome. And I'm sure your parents must have helped kind of instill that in you guys of almost working you know with each other instead of against each other yeah definitely my mom like my dad he would probably my dad used to always say like competitiveness needs to be nurtured <laughs> like racing in the yard so he was definitely breeding us to be competitors <laughs> <laughs> but my mom was my mom's nurturer so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Sometimes you need a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I think we had a we had a little bit of both. Uh, what did um, you know? What was it like getting to Notre Dame and and still having your sister there and being able to kind of train and run with her again? Oh, it was super nice. I think I I mean I immediately got to college and I was. You know, I was Alexa's little sister, so so many of her teammates were always looking out for me, and I think I had a pretty good transition into into college just because I had, you know, I had my sister, and then I also had all of her teammates, and her whole class of teammates were great and are still some of her best friends, and I feel like I just sort of stepped right into a family. And yeah, I'll always be grateful that I had my sister and just the family of Notre Dame um, to start off college with. <laughs> That's great because it's so hard, even if you're going in as a runner or as an athlete and you have kind of that built in team, there's still always that transition of, you know, finding your place within it. And I'm sure, that, like you said, I mean that must have been really helpful to just know, like, I'm I this I'm just the younger sister. I'm just <laughs> hanging yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a comfort, and I mean, I could always go to her dorm. We lived; our dorms were super close, so I definitely had it had it good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously, you had, you talked about seeing her and doing it at the collegiate level and knowing like oh, okay well she did it I can do it you know what were your goals kind of heading into college I guess um so heading into college I I was a pretty good 800 meter runner out of high school like I ran the summer after my high school year I ran a 204 and so in my head I was like I'm an 800 meter runner I want to run 202, maybe 20, you know, I had really high hopes for myself as an 800 meter runner. Um, so I think my main focus was like, I'm going to be, 
you know, I want to make nationals and I want to do that. But I ended up running cross country and I never really ran a super great eight in, in college. And I ended up being more of a 15 and a cross country runner eventually. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely started out thinking I was a different type of runner and they made me more of a a longer runner. <laughs> <laughs> I am always intrigued by, you know, middle distance runners who are like, oh yeah, like I'm an 800, 1500 runner. And then you're out there on cross country, just like pushing it because mm. it's so different. I mean, you need the speed obviously, but it, it is a, it's completely different. <laughs> it really is. I, I didn't figure out cross country until I was maybe a junior. And then even as a junior, I would have some really terrible races and really like good, some good, some terrible, you know? So yeah, cross country is another beast. <laughs> I'm glad well, I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> that sounds so bad. No, it's actually fun. <laughs> I don't want to say bad things about cross country. I, I, I think that it's definitely you know it, from high school on up like you find people who you know they do both cross country and track but they definitely prefer you mm -hmm. know one over the other so i don't think it's a bad thing to to say it i was definitely more of a cross country runner i was not a track like, that means you're tough yeah <laughs> yeah I hope, I, that's what i tell my kids but <laughs> you're definitely tough i feel like the really tough people love cross country. Well, I, I loved cross country from, I mean, there's nothing like lining up with your you know, seven teammates and you don't get that unless you're at like championship meets and track. But every time you line up in cross country, you're like, let's do it guys. And that's the cool part. But it <laughs> doesn't make it less hard. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I, I do love that part of cross country it, is the team aspect. And, and it is, you know, it's so because we talk so much about running being so individual and you're out there trying to go after your personal best and all that stuff. And but at the same time, like you, you really are trying to pull that whole team along. It, it's it's really is great on like for both the individual and the team. Mm hmm. But, definitely like i said i preferred it so i'm good <laughs> yeah you're top <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so was there ever a point you know like you said i mean heading out of high school you had a 204 800 you got to watch your older sister run really well you're dad was amazing in his time did you kind of ever really or how much did you imagine yourself being able to be a professional runner I think it's always kind of been a you know a, a pipe dream like oh you know when things are going well you're like oh maybe I could run pro and then when things like aren't going well you're like nah there's like uh I definitely had a lot of injuries in college and I feel like you start doubting yourself. So, I mean, I think it was always like a, 
like quiet dream but I think I was also realistic at times and it's hard it's hard to stay healthy it's hard to make it work and I knew that going pro would be pretty hard but I did I I do think it was always in the back of my head that you know my my dad did it and maybe I could do it if I worked hard enough and if I honestly got lucky enough because I think half of it's half of its luck just getting just staying healthy getting the right opportunities and I think a lot of a lot of that kind of has to line up to get the get a shot at running pro so I'm pretty pretty lucky <laughs> I'm pretty I, th- grateful. I, I think you're right it's it's um you look at people out there who don't have sponsors and are trying to do this you know from the track to the marathon and it's it's kind of crazy you know the (laughs) sometimes who gets on and and who doesn't and you know again it's you you weren't you were an all-american but never like a national champion or anything like that and so i'm sure that can be like well am i (laughs) am i good enough can i do this like that's a that's a i can't imagine what was going through like the decisions to try to get to that point i guess yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely didn't have a clear, like I wasn't someone who coming out of college, you would have been like, she's definitely going pro. Um, I think I just had some of the right opportunities and I, you know, took a shot, shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, you talked a little bit about that team aspect for, for cross country. You know, what is that collegiate experience running you know all those track meets you know you have your your teammates in all kind of different areas what was that like yeah I mean the college team experience is really special and I think I mean my teammates are like my best friends to this day I still talk to them I talked I would say I talked with multiple teammates from college every week and yeah, I, I think when you do hard things together, you share a pretty special bond. When you go to practice, you're, you go to practice every day and you work hard and you, you share joys and you share you know, sorrows. And it's also, I think, just that time of life where everyone's leaving home for the first time and everyone's trying to pass chemistry at the same time. <laughs> And you just end up uh, really getting close to those people and they kind of have to become your family for those four years. And yeah, I think, I think it's really special to get to be on a college team. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something there that it made me think of something, you know, everybody talks about that transition from college athlete to pro athlete and how the teams can be so much different and obviously smaller and all of that but what was that transition like I mean you're putting in more work for running but you don't necessarily have the stress of passing chemistry (laughs) yeah you mean like the transition from college to uh, a pro team yeah yeah so it's interesting because in some ways I think you have more time to think as a pro like you just when I first moved out to New York, 
Oh, I had I had amazing. So I was first on NJNY, and I was coached by Coach Gagliano. Had an amazing experience. Had amazing teammates. Um, and those teammates are also some of my best friends to this day. But I will say, like in college, you have a lot of extra things going on. Like you're you're barely thinking about running until you show up at practice, and at least at Notre Dame, I mean, I my freshman year was so hard. I was like falling asleep in class because I was so tired. You know, you're just surviving. You're you're going from one class to another. You're studying in between. Like I really didn't have much time to think or overthink, you know, and your runs are where you get to chat with your buddies. And there's always so much going on. You know, something's going on with you have a huge team of girls. And there's always something to chat about, something going on. And so you almost don't think much. You just you just show up and do it. Where I think on a pro team, it's your first time leaving college. So if you get injured, there's always this constant like, okay, should I? If, you, if you're injured for a while, if you're not running well for a while, I think there's always this, okay, should I still be doing this? kind of thing that will pop up in your head where you're like do I need to go get a job um am I good enough to be here there's a ton of doubts that I think come up in your head as a pro that aren't necessarily ever going to come up in college (laughs) so I think for me part of the challenge was figuring out how to I don't want to say stay busy but kind of create more balance in my situation where it's like in college you don't have time to like create balance really (laughs) well I didn't you're just kind of like doing everything you got to do where as a pro you can almost overthink all the details you're like am I sleeping enough what am I eating and I think sometimes you can just think too much about the details or you can have too much downtime and yeah I think that's the biggest difference between a college team and a pro team is suddenly you don't have you're not just like on this um tread like a constant treadmill of going to class eating dinner doing your homework going to sleep and it's a transition for sure right because you have that college is that predictable schedule and like you said you've got so many other things exactly. to worry about and then in pros it's not like you you're it's not like your schedule comes out and you're racing here and here and here. You know, it's a little yeah. bit more. I'm assuming you, you guys are kind of picking and choosing like what's going to work best for your build up. Mm-hmm. You have a lot more time and a lot more. Um, you have a lot more time to do everything right. <laughs> but you have a lot more time to be like, what am I doing? Am I doing the right things? And just kind of overthink or just get lost. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy. <laughs> just just to even think about that like I've got too much time. <laughs> yeah, it's I think too when you go from college to it's a it's a very different lifestyle. It's like a huge lifestyle change. And yeah, it's just interesting, I think. And I think some people like handle it super well and some people it takes a little bit of time. But yeah, that's the biggest difference, I would say. Right. So how did you get on with um, the New Jersey, New York Track Club? 
in in the first place. Yeah, so Coach Gags uh, called my coach um, at Notre Dame, I want to say towards the end of my season, and he was one of the only coaches that I really talked to, and I went on one visit and was like, I really clicked with the girls that were out there, Megan Manzi and Kenyatta. Um, we went out to coffee and I was like, I think I could see myself really having a great time out here. And so I was like, yeah, I'll come. I didn't even, I hadn't even seen all the places there was to run or anything. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that transition? I mean, you'd gone from Montana to Indiana and now you're in New York, New Jersey, like, what was that like? Yeah, I've definitely gotten, you know, just further and further <laughs> out east as as I've grown, grown up. But I would say, I mean, New, so, so I lived in Westchester. Okay. Um, I've lived in Westchester for the past four years. We've moved around a little bit to different towns. We've been in different team houses. I've lived with a ton of people at this point, <laughs> um, which is the way of pro running. We live in really big team houses, but um, but yeah, the East Coast is definitely different than Montana <laughs> and definitely different than Notre Dame. I would say it's been cool because I never thought I'd be able to take a train, a 30-minute train into the city and go to Times Square or go to Central Park or just be a part of such a big city with so many different people, so many different cultures. So it's, it's been cool. You can get really good Chinese food, really good Indian food, really good any type of food you can think of is in New York and just all types of different communities. So I think getting exposed to that was really cool for me especially being from Montana where (laughs) it's not super it's not super diverse we don't have like a ton of um you know we don't have we don't have like a neighborhood for every different type of ethnic group or so so New York was great for me I think I got to experience a lot more (laughs) than I had growing up and that's and that's awesome that's really cool and it's uh you know it's amazing to to hear that like like you said i mean you had a pretty good collegiate career like not amazing but it was good it was solid dealing with injuries and to have you know a coach still reach out and be like let's let's give this a try yeah i was super um i love coach gags i feel super grateful for all that he's done for me over the years he's like you know, when you're with Coach Gags, he will just go above and beyond and you know, take care of you. And he has, he definitely gave me a huge opportunity. I don't think I'd be running pro if he hadn't recruited me. And so I'm, I'm definitely grateful for that. So you, you know, kind of on that note, I mean, you, you spent several years running with him um, and with that team. And in January, you switched teams 
and leading up into the Olympics, which is kind of not something you hear often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what, you know, I guess went into that decision and why did you end up with, with Empire? So uh, what basically happened was we, NJNY was, before before 2020, we were coached by Coach Gags and Tommy Nohilly and John Troutman. Um, but after, at the end of 2020, and NJMY was sponsored by Hoka, mm-hmm. but at the end of 2020, they weren't going to renew our contract. So a lot of people had to figure out new situations. So some people, it was definitely a stressful time going into an Olympic year when people really had to figure out, you know, do I want to go until 2021 or was 2020 kind of the end for me? Everyone was in a different situation, but basically we ended up, um, Tom Nohilly and um, coach John Troutman ended up making a new team called Empire. And a, a lot of us had been previously coached somewhat by them because they were also also the coaches on NJNY. So it was a pretty natural transition to stay in New York and stay with um, my coaches, Tommy and John. So it was probably the most smooth transition I could have done before the trials as I I was still in the same area. Um, Still, you know, Coach Gags was still around, but Tommy and John knew me as an athlete and had been helping with my training for some time. So it was definitely probably the easiest transition or the easiest uh, option I had at that time was to stay with Empire. That makes sense. And that Mm -hmm. does seem like a pretty easy. (laughs) Yeah. So it kind of was, you could say changing teams, but also it was just kind of what happened. (laughs) Right. Almost just like a new name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And how did you end up uh, with Wazelle? Um, Yeah. So Sarah Lesko, uh, I reached out to Sarah and she has been a huge supporter and um, a huge mentor for me basically since that fall when I was figuring out what I was going to do. And she offered for me to be a part of Wazelle Volley. And so I had, you know, uniform because at first Empire didn't have our uniforms figured out yet. And so I started racing with Wazelle Volley. So I've been Wazelle Volley and I've been Empire Elite, kind of a combo between the two, which was really, really cool. Honestly, um, I didn't know that much about the Wazelle Volley community beforehand. I'd known a few people that ran for them, but um, it's a really, really cool community of women who just support each other and basically you sign up and there's an app and you're connected with all these women in your community who run and you can, you know, reach out, meet up for a run. They have different meetups. um, And yeah, it was really cool to kind of be welcomed into that community. And then I had so much support from Wazelle Volley at the trials. Like 
people were sending me letters and good luck flowers and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is, this is insane. Like there's just all these, you know, women around the country who are cheering for me and supporting me. So yeah, I think I, I really got lucky to have, um, yeah, the support of Sarah Lesko, Sarah and Bob Lesko and, um, the Wazelf Volley community. So I, yeah, I feel super fortunate that that worked out and I was able to be a part of Wazelf Volley. Well, that's really cool. And I'd, I, every podcast I've ever listened to anybody that's a part of it or anything like they just, it's, it sounds like, like you said, just such an amazing and kind of supportive group, which is just, I mean, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a really cool, and anybody can join. So if you're listening to this and you want a running community to be a part of, check out Wazelle Vole because anyone can join, find people in your area, and yeah, have some good runs. How perfect. I didn't even know that. I'll, I know there's a, a group here in New Mexico and stuff, and I'll make sure and add links to that in the in the show notes. Yeah, and nice. <laughs> <laughs> so going into this year... I believe the 1500 standard for the trials was a 406. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. I think it was 406. And and you hadn't hit that yet. And so did you kind of have an idea? I mean, you know, 2020 was such a crazy year for everybody. You know, I'm sure that was your goal, but did you feel like you were in in shape to to hit that? Yeah. So um, all fall, I I had a pretty solid fall. Like I was doing pretty good strength workouts. I never got injured, so I felt like I was as strong as I've been. And then going into the spring, I was like, okay, I got to run four or five. Like I I definitely had that number in my head because I was like I want to make sure I'm into the trials I want to I think I can run 405 I think it's possible and then I definitely had a few like training hiccups you know stuff just happens and there's times where I was like I don't know if I can run 405 (laughs) but um towards the end of my season like every single race I knew I just had to like try so whenever we'd come around the bell app and there was like even a decent decent time on the clock I was like I gotta like just send it for this last 400 because every single there there weren't that many opportunities for me by the time I started really running I had maybe a month to qualify so yeah every single race I was just like had that goal in my head yeah I saw that you had like almost like four races I think like in a row just week after week after week yeah I (laughs) I was just going back to back, always going for it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like having that extra year of 2020 helped you to kind of reach that goal? For sure. I, I was super injured in, I mean, I don't think I would have made the trials in 2020. I had a pretty bad planner injury in 2019 and I was not running consistently until maybe February of 2020. And then, yeah, I was, I would say maybe the end of the summer of 2020, 
I ran a few decent races, but nothing amazing. So I wouldn't say I was super consistent um, or healthy until the end of the summer in 2020. And then I just kind of carried that through for a year without having any major, major injuries. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, a rough year, but I definitely think I, I got to use, use it to, you know, keep training and give myself a little bit more of a shot. And, you know, you, you finally got that standard. I think it was middle of June. I can't remember. It was at the, uh, music city, um, track carnival in Nashville. Yeah. Were you, were you pretty stoked that you, that you hit it, that you knew you were going to make the trials? Yeah, I was. I mean, I, I wasn't even going to go to that meet at one point (laughs) because we were like 407 might make it in and I'd raced the past two weekends. And then my coach is like, you know what? We should definitely, we're going to regret it if you don't make it in. And we just didn't take this opportunity. And so I went and then my parents actually ended up deciding last minute to come. Oh, that's awesome. So that was fun too. But yeah, I went and I was super, super nervous. Like I have had the worst nerves this whole season, (laughs) but I was so nervous and I just ended up having a super like things just kind of worked out. And I would say I got a lot of confidence from that race and from those from all three of those races, I kind of learned to be, you know, take chances and be a little bit more aggressive. But yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool feeling to be like wow I actually got the the qualifier (laughs) when I really thought at some points I wasn't gonna make it (laughs) and how soon after that like celebration were you like okay now I gotta I gotta get back to work and make sure I'm ready for the trials (laughs) yeah I mean I think I feel like that night we went out for milkshakes and burgers (laughs) and then the next day I got back and was like oh god I gotta be ready now I want to make you know you just keep making your goals a little bit like you make it and you're like, I made it. And you're like, oh, I want to make the final. So it's always a constant, like you're always preparing. Right. Not not too much time to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely was celebrating. That's, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> that's good because you shouldn't, I mean, you should enjoy those things. Like it's, it's, it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. At this point in my career, I understand how hard it is for things to come together at the right time. So it's definitely, yeah, this is definitely pretty happy when I pulled it off. What was it like walking into that Hayward field for the trials? Oh, Hayward is incredible. I mean, I had heard it was amazing, but I think for me, I'm really, really nervous the whole day. I hate sitting in the hotel room where I hate that part so much. But I feel like the minute I walked into Hayward, I just felt like calm and excited and like ready, you know? And I think that's part of it is just like Hayward is a really cool place. There's all these incredible runners that have competed there. And with its new remodeling, it looks just so cool. (laughs) 
And so I think everybody who walks in from the channel is just like, you get out there and you're like, whoa, it's hard to even be nervous because it's just kind of surreal. And not even just the outside. Like I saw like the virtual tours of like the inside. The inside is insane as well. Yeah, it's I haven't even toured the whole thing, but the under part where we would go right before races, there's basically a whole track lane and we could run our strides there. There's bathrooms. Um, it's a super cool green track. It was it was really nice. Wow. <laughs> Now, like, again, like at this point, you had run your last race was, a, you know, you got the qualifier, you're feeling confident and you've been a pro for a little while. So you've, you've stood on the line, you know, with some of these women, but what was that like? Like, what's that like to kind of know, like, okay, I cannot think of this person as like amazing. Like I have to like, just focus on what I'm doing. Yeah, I think I got better at that this year is just like showing up and being like, well, honestly, all I can do is the best I can do and I'm not really going to overthink it. I think that's definitely a change that I made mentally this year. And I think it came from being like, well, every single race, I'm just trying to make the trials. So I'm not really thinking about I'm, I'm not really afraid to get kicked down at the last second if I run a fast time. And I think that sort of helped me run some good races. And then I just realized like, okay, all you can do is your best. So like, if you get beat, <laughs> you're going to get beat. But <laughs> So it made me stop being so intimidated by really good athletes around me. Like, you know, you're always like looking around and you're like, holy cow, I'm, I'm here with so-and-so this is crazy but at the same time I was like all I can do is run as fast <laughs> as I can what was it like to go through three heats of the 1500 I mean it has to be taxing on the body <laughs> yeah honestly it's just the, it's not even physical it's like the nerves the nerves of riding through three days of you know you go to bed you're a little nervous you wake up and you just have to wait until like four o'clock or whenever you can walk over to the track. And to me, I just, I haven't, I need to learn how to be less anxious, but it's just like, I find it, I find the day of a meet just to be torture. <laughs> like it's so hard for me to sit there in my room and you're like, uh, you're kind of resting. You're like watching Netflix or I don't know, just thinking about the race and I think in a way I get so nervous that I'm ready by the time I get there I'm like relieved to be going <laughs> through the motions of warming up stretching I'm like relieved to walk onto the track and be like okay now I can actually do it um but going through that three days in a row by the end I was like <laughs> I was like mentally fried <laughs> but, um but yeah, it was kind of cool that you kind of got to the first round, you got through and then you're like relieved for a second. And then you're like, the next day you wake up, same nerves. You get through and you're relieved, so happy. And then it's the same, just waves of being like so anxious, relieved, anxious, relieved. Um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. 
like like you said like you're waiting all day because you know you're waiting till the afternoon when you know suppo supposedly gonna cool down <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cause, well at least it was hot because you guys were the first week right yeah i didn't i wasn't someone who raced on those super super hot days yeah uh the last day was a little hot but i feel like for the 1500 it's not like running a 10k in the heat where you're like oh i might actually die <laughs> <laughs> um for the 15 i was kind of like it's hot but it's not gonna affect me it's like it's such a short race yeah what did that feel like lining up for the for the final like you talked about you know after you got that time and you're like okay now i got to be ready like i want to be in that final but had you allowed yourself to imagine being in the final yeah honestly i think i was least mentally prepared for the actual final because in my head yeah i think i think next year when i go to the usa champs I will be more like okay I want to get I really want to you know do I want to get top three or I want to I think I'll be more prepared to make the final and then be like okay I I can do it you know um where I think I think this year I got to the final and I was like oh wow I'm I'm in the final but I think yeah, I think in my head I needed to practice more beforehand being like, I want to be, or like I can see myself, you know, being top three. Well, where for me, I was so excited to just like be in the final. And I raced super hard, but I, I do think, I do think I could have been more prepared to mentally be like, I'm going to make the final and I'm also going to like be ready to, race like I could be top three you know right um yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I think I think that can be can be hard to you know so he so many people go through that imposter syndrome like am I really and you know you talked about kind of going exactly. through, like, am I fast enough yeah. can I do this and well, I just need to get through the first round okay I just need to get through the second round and then it's like oh I'm here <laughs> Yeah. And now that you've had that experience and knowing like, oh yeah, I can, I can run with anybody. Next year, I hope that I can get in some, I mean, I hadn't run close to, I hadn't been in a lot of really, really fast races. And I'm hoping this next year that I'll be able to race some close to four flat races and really feel like I you know can be fighting for one of those top three spots so I think I think I I think it was awesome that I made it to the final and kind of proved to myself that you know maybe maybe I could be fighting for a spot on a U.S. team and I'm hopefully and hopefully next year I will get more experience racing and be more ready to um, compete at the highest level. Well, so, I mean, yeah. I'll definitely be cheering for you and hopefully anybody else listening Thank to this you. will Thank be you. as well. Because I, I just, like I talked about, you know, you're not that traditional 
you know, multi-time NCAA champion and on the track to pro level, like you, you, you got a great opportunity and you've made the most of it and you've worked through injuries and you've stuck with it. And I think that's amazing because, you know, it's that I, it's, it's hard. And, you know, you go out and you have a PR in the Olympic trials finals then you do a few more races and you know get your 800 pr down which i'm sure that had to build some confidence as well yeah that was really really fun for me i hadn't run eights for a while and that was that was really fun because <laughs> you you were right on uh about two flat just over and yeah i read yeah two flat point three yeah that's i mean that had to uh, you talk about getting in in a fast you know, 1500 with, you know, at that four flat pace, I mean, you've done it for at least half of it. So, or I guess a little bit more, it's 1500, not 16. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I'm four flat in the 1600, <laughs> that'll be, uh, that'll be next level. <laughs> that'll be something else. Um, but yeah, I think I, I got a lot more confident in my speed this year. And I think running that two flat 800 just got me really excited about, um, I want to run, I really want to break two, but I also think that a lot of championship races come down to, they go out and then you have to be able to run a really fast 800 mm. off of like a kind of fast 800. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It starts off um, fast and gets faster. <laughs> Exactly. So I think, I think that kind of was a big confidence booster. And also I hadn't run a PR in the 800 since I was 17 or 18. So to beat my PR from like 10 years ago, or maybe, yeah, it's like 10 years ago, nine years ago wow. was, I felt like super, super nice. It was a super nice I don't know. I just felt good about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I mean, you know, I think you're going to be having some, if you run indoor, you'll have some indoor PRs this year. Yeah, I hope so. I'm hoping to run a 3K. Oh, nice. So I'm a little scared, but a little excited. <laughs> well, that'll definitely help for that endurance for those fast 1500s. Yeah, I, th I think it will. I'll definitely have to do some really hard workouts, <laughs> which I'm scared for. <laughs> I'm excited. I am, um, you know, what is your downtime? So you shut down after the Prefontaine Classic, getting to go back to, you know, Eugene, where the trials were, and bigger crowd, you know, for that. So I'm sure that the energy for that was amazing. Yeah, that was a really cool meet, and I got to watch some insane races after. And yeah, I've always kind of dreamed of getting to run at the pre-classic, so that was really cool for me. That's that's um, awesome. So, what is uh, what does that downtime look for you? Is it no running, no working out, no nothing? So right now, I'm actually going to run Fifth Ave. The oh. Fifth Avenue Mile is on the twelfth. But I've been somewhat taking, I got a cold last week, so I took, I was running like three miles a day. Now I feel better and I did my first workout. So I've 
I've been running a little bit and not training as intensely, but holding it together until fifth half, um, which I feel like a lot of athletes are doing at this point. A lot of people are either like just trying to hold on till fifth half, but otherwise I'm, I'm at, I'm in Billings, Montana right now. So I'm with my family and it's been nice to have some downtime. My family really likes to do outdoors things. We like to fish a lot. Um, my parents really like to bike. So we go on, we do a lot of road biking and I'm going to my friend's cabin this weekend. So I'm getting to do some fun, like rafting in Montana things that I really don't get to do a whole lot of. So it's nice to be still training, but get a little bit of summer in there. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a little bit different than the New York, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a lot different. It's so much easier to do fun things out here or fun outdoor things. There, every every place has its perks. Right. <laughs> a little harder yeah. to find the good Chinese, but you get the fun outdoor stuff. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys like to do in New Mexico? Oh, I we're my family. We we love camping and hiking. Um, we went nice. we went uh, before school started. We got a little camping trip and got some fishing in as well. So that was that was so nice. Where do you go? We went out, um, it, and it was my first time out there. I, so, so I grew up in Las Vegas, New Mexico. And oh, nice. So that's usually we stay in that area. Um, and we went a little bit further north past Mora to a place called uh, Coyote Creek. And that was really, really nice. And met some friends there, and the kids had fun. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I haven't. I've been out there a couple times. One of my cousin's families is from there, so yeah. But yeah, it seems like a beautiful area. Oh, it it, it it's, I love it. I, I don't I don't know if I could go back and live there because it's so small, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems it does seem small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm excited for to see what you do in this mile and and i'm sure it's going to be fun but i'm really excited to see oh, you. don't don't watch too closely <laughs> i'm a little scared i'm not gonna lie i'm a little i'm a little nervous <laughs> like it's crazy how like you can feel like in the best shape of your life and then you go a few weeks of just not ideal training and you're like i'm terrified <laughs> so, and, but yeah it should be, it should be really it should be fun i've always also wanted to survive this long to make it into the fifth avenue mile yeah so i am really pumped i i think it's gonna be great and i mean still gonna be like faster than like 95 percent of the population so that's like amazing <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll hope so <laughs> <laughs> i and i'm really excited to see what what next season brings for you like i'm excited to see how how you end up building on this and and how the rest of your career goes like I'm Thank you. truly excited for you and definitely rooting for you. And it's it's fun seeing people with New Mexico ties, you know, definitely do well. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully I'll be back training at my grandma's house this, this Christmas and running on the ditches. <laughs> that I mean, there's some great places, so... <laughs> Yeah, there there really are. There are some really good places to run in New Mexico. Yeah. So, so hopefully I'll be back soon. Yes. 
So I think this is a great place to wrap up. Um, I'll ask you the last question I ask everybody, and that's what are you listening to to kind of get you pumped, get you going, get you ready for that Fifth Avenue mile? <laughs> okay. Um, today I was listening to the Chainsmokers. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm someone who kind of gets obsessed with like one song <laughs> or just like I, I don't have a super specific music taste. I'll just come across something I like and over listen to it until I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so right now it's the Chainsmokers. Awesome. Any specific song? Um, actually, really not a specific song. I've just been listening to their playlist. Just going. So, nice. Yeah. Well, nothing too interesting. I, I again, I, I this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to have this, and I'll have to have you on again some sometime when after you get some more PRs, which I know are coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hopefully. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me on. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah. And it's always fun to chat with with someone with New Mexico ties yeah. too. <laughs> uh, you know, is there anything else? I mean, obviously, like you said, I'm, I'm going to be following and, and seeing and I'm excited for this 3K for you. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Um, uh, I don't think so. Thank you for having me. And thank you, anybody in New Mexico who has supported me in my Olympic trials season. Um, yeah, thank you. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time, and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at RunningNewMexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.